everyone, I'm Haley, aka Haley Fit, and thank you so much for tuning into my podcast. So today's episode is going to be about modeling, working with an agency, and how I got started in that process. And I've gotten a lot of questions from family and people on my Instagram about what it takes to be a model, how I got started, what do they need to get started. So today I'm going to answer some of those questions. And to help me out, I brought on my friend Erica Wilson, who's also a signed model and has played professional volleyball. So Erica, do you want to take a minute to introduce yourself to everyone? Hi everyone, my name is Erica. Um, like Haley said, today we're going to be discussing how we got into the modeling industry, what's going on now. Um, previously, I was an athlete. So it's also new for me. So just like how you guys want to know um, what it's like, I'm still learning, but I can share my journey with you guys. Cool. All right, cool. So some of the questions um, that came through Instagram was, I guess we can start with the Instagram questions and then like go through some other ones. Okay. Okay, cool. So the first one says, <laughs> it says, I just want to know how to pose for pictures. I'm terrible. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> what'd you say? I said girl or guy. It was a guy. <laughs> guy. Literally, what I do is is go on Instagram and I find a model with the same type of modeling that I want to do. And I, I look at their poses and I copy. Go practice in the mirror. Literally copy. That's all you have to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, same. Um, like literally just get in the mirror. And like Duke would always tell me, study magazines, like get Vogue all the top magazines and literally study the models and just get in the mirror and find what works for you. So that's pretty much what I do. Like I, like same, similar to you, I'll get on Instagram, find people, or I'll just get, you know, magazines and just study in the mirror. Yeah. I think it sounds super simple, but posing is one of the most difficult parts of modeling, especially because like you can have a look, but if you can't pose, it's just not going to work. Just yeah. like you might see somebody who doesn't look like a model, but in their photos, you're like blown away. So knowing your body, your angles, practicing in the mirror, um, knowing your good side. Um, the hardest part for me was how do I practice posing if I don't know how to pose? So I guess the keys would be to research the type of modeling that you want to do, look for those type of models, see what they're doing and literally copy them and just practice being fluid. So like when you go to a photo shoot, you already know what to do. So yeah. if you have your 10 movements and that's all you have, work with that. And the photographer will let you know like what they like and they might give you like subtle things to change. Yeah, no, that's that's really important. Like I had a photo shoot a couple of days ago and like I do the same poses every time. And I'm looking at the pictures, I'm like, I've done this pose before. It's like, <laughs> I do this shit all the time. Like these are my go-to, these are my moves. So yes, what works for you, stick with it. Exactly. All right, cool. Second question from Instagram. Have you encountered MUAs not having appropriate makeup shades for you? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Do you want to answer first? Or? Yeah, I mean, I, I've definitely experienced that. Um, and like, I'm, I'm brown skin, you know, like you, I don't look like no other race, you know what I mean? And I have like red undertones and I know that for a fact. And she was like, you have yellow undertones. We want to try this lighter makeup on you. Like, and I'm looking like a ghost and I kid you not. So it was like a two day shoot. The next day I brought my own makeup and I just did my own powder and like, you know, just kind of let her touch it up. But I knew I was looking crazy. You know what I mean? So I think it's also important for models to know how to do their own makeup mm -hmm. um, and not like solely rely on the MUAs. Cause like sometimes, you know, you'll run into people and like, she was white. I don't know if that 
matters at all. But, you know, if it's not like a black MUA, then I think it's probably important to like know how to do your own makeup. Yeah, I agree. Um, for any model, you should always know how to do your makeup and bring your makeup just in case. I haven't been to a photo shoot yet where I've had a black make makeup artist. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I first started off in the industry, that was my biggest fear. Like, oh my gosh, how are they going to be able to match my skin color? But surprisingly, um, most of them have, I did have one photo shoot where I hated my makeup and mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell did she just put on my face? Um, and she asked if I liked it. And I <laughs> thought I had to say, yeah. Yeah. But I learned like, if you don't like the makeup, tell them because like, that's going to affect your confidence in the photo shoot. And it's going to re- reflect in your photos. And yeah, it was, it was not it. <laughs> yeah. So, so I guess pro tip from this question is know how to do your own makeup. Mm-hmm. All right, third question. Has wardrobe tried to force you into a shoe that was too small despite you having provided your sizes? Ooh. <laughs> These are just- you know I, can't, I can't even be mad at it if they do because I wear a size 11. I'm yeah. basically six, six foot tall. <clears throat> um, so I know it's gonna be a struggle to find my size. So I'm willing to squeeze into a 10. Yeah. I've heard some stories where girls have had to squeeze into like a nine and I don't even know how that, how you can make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I can squeeze into a 10 if I have to. I'm willing to work with them. Yeah. I've I've had shoots shoots where I had to like squeeze into a smaller shoe size. And that's just, it happens. It comes with the territory. You know what I mean? Like I wear a women's 12 and sometimes 13. So like it's, I know it's hard. I have to wear men's shoes. You know what I mean? So like if they don't have my size in men's then I probably won't find it in women's. Same. So I've definitely had shoots like that for sure. And they'll have to like literally take the soles out of the shoes to like yeah. make them fit better. But and I think for us, it's different because we're taller women. So our shoe size is normal for our height. It's just, they're used to dealing with models who are, you know, five, eight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not seven, five, seven. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. All right. This fourth question. Have you had any speaking roles yet? Did I have a speaking role? Actually, I did. And I absolutely hate speaking roles. I don't know why when I get in front of a camera, like, I don't know, maybe I'm just putting myself down, but I did not feel like I did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about the, um, I think, you t- didn't you do like a show? Was that considered like a speaking role? Well, no, I'm being myself. Those weren't okay. lines. So like when I can just be myself, it's fine. But as soon yeah. as I remember lines, I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, I haven't had any speaking roles yet. I mean, that's the goal. The goal is to like either get a movie or a show for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but yeah, no speaking roles for me. Yeah, I think acting classes would definitely help. Yeah, I was taking some acting classes. Um, it was called Claybank Studio in North Hollywood. And it was pretty cool. Like, but I, I've realized I'm very, I think similar to you, very shy when the when I have to speak or like talk or like stand in front of a bunch of people. Cause I'm like, if it's an athletic shoot, like I can kill that. Like it's nothing, you know, right. like speaking or like roles that are a little uncomfortable. I'm like, okay, this is not for me. <laughs> Wait, 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 you did have a speaking role though for Bumble. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. you did that. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I forgot about that. I actually forgot. That. Okay. that was a speaking role. Yeah, it definitely was a speaking role. And and that was like similar to me just like being myself, like working out kind of in my natural habitat. Yeah. So yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> All right, some questions that I've kind of written up. First one, how did you get started in the business? Okay. So like I said, I was an athlete my whole life. So I wanted to model since I was 15 years old. 
but I didn't have the, the normal, the ideal model body figure. Like I was skinny, but I had a lot of muscle tone. And because of that, I was turned down and I wasn't willing to lose my muscle to get into the modeling industry. And then eventually fitness modeling became a thing. And, um, after I finished my professional volleyball career, you know what, I would just post on Instagram and tag agencies. Um, I didn't know how to take good digitals. So submitting wasn't the best way for me to be noticed because <laughs> my digitals were raggedy. <laughs> Hot mess. My mama took them. <laughs> so yeah, I would just tag agencies. And one day my agency was like, do you want to be signed? And I'm like, yeah, that's why I've been tagging you. <laughs> and eventually we had a Zoom call. This was during the pandemic. So I couldn't meet them in person at the time, but um, I did my measurements. They took my measurements and we had a discussion and they were like, yeah, we would love for you to be signed with it. Very nice. And what's the name of your agency? It Model Management. They're okay. based in Orange County. In Orange County. Mm -hmm. Very nice. All right. Um, how did I get started? Um, that's a good question. I, so I've been trying to model for like the longest time. And the boys football coach at the JUCO I was going to at the time, um, he was like, you know, I know a photographer in Emeryville, you know, he's like worked in the business. I can like hook you up with him. And like, everybody knew I wanted to be a Nike model. Like that, that's all I would say. Like, I want to be a Nike model. I want to be on commercials or like billboards. Like, I just wanted to be a Nike model. That was it. And he was like, yeah, let's, you know, just shoot your portfolio. And it was like, I think maybe like $250 at the time, $200. I'm like, it, it was steep for me back then, but I'm like, okay, this is an investment. Like I'm gonna get it done. You can take the 250. And so uh, we shot my portfolio and he, you know, he was like, you know, he gave me a list of agencies to kind of send them out to. And one agency out of like maybe 10 to 15 reached, reached back out to me and they're like, uh, they were, in, they were called shortlist model in town. They're a fairly new agency in like Mill Valley in the Bay. And they were like, you know, um, you're a fairly new agency. And they knew I wanted to be an athletic model, but like they didn't have that, um, I guess in their portfolio, like they didn't have those type of clients. And so I would just, you know, they signed me and then I would just get submitted for like some background work and like Napa Valley kind of wine projects. And I'm not gonna lie, it was like my intro into the business, but like I hated it, you know, cause I wanted to be a athletic model so bad. And so I moved to LA 2020 and then signed with the agency I'm currently with um, in 2021. And I'd already been kind of like, like posting athletic pictures on my Instagram and kind of like I had my athletic apparel brand. So I was like taking fitness shots. Um, and then, you know, I had been like kind of shooting commercials a little bit, um, just like kind of side, side work. And they were like, literally she hit me back the next day and was like, yeah, we want you. Let's set up a call. And I'm like, okay, perfect. Like, this is what I wanted. You know what I mean? So I think it's just about like, you know, make sure you have your portfolio and obviously submitting or posting on Instagram. I think that's kind of like the way to go. Mm -hmm. I think most people don't know how to start a portfolio. Yeah. And that was my main issue too. And I'm like, I'm not going to spend all of his money shooting with a ton of different photographers just to be signed. Yeah. I, I get it's an investment, but um, I learned that there are other ways to build your portfolio too. Um, mm -hmm. When you do search for a photographer, ask for a trade for print. Yeah. So it's not like you get to collab together, you know, you get to shoot with me and do something creative and in return, I get to keep the photos. Yeah. There are other ways that um, you can do it without spending money. Yeah, for sure. And then even like iPhone pictures, you know, mm -hmm. they don't always have to be professional pictures. So that's a fact. Um, yeah. I had a shoot with Toomey 
a year ago and they actually used my picture for for reference one of my own photos and they're like oh who took this and i was like oh my sister <laughs> there you go um, that works too they do not have to be they do not have to be professional exactly all right cool so second question how did you go about i mean i guess we kind of touched on it a little bit but how did you go about choosing your agency um yeah i guess technically my agency chose me yeah. Um, but I was interested in them. Um, like you said, you have to reach out to, you know, hundreds of agencies just to hear back from one or two. So, um, yeah, they were my, one of my ideal agencies because it was athletic modeling and that was something that I really wanted to do. I saw they had some good clients. So yeah, that's how that happened. Very nice. Yeah, and I think I, I'm going to go about choosing them. Somebody actually, well, Initially, when I was signed to this first agency, my first agency, I actually wanted to sign to the one I'm currently with because um, they are primarily just a sports agency. Um, but when I recently signed, someone more so like referred me like, oh, I think you'd be a great fit for them. Like you should just, you know, apply. And like they've been telling me that for like a year. And I'm just like, no, because I'm tired of getting denied. Like I'm so sick of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that's something too people or models have to remember, like you're going to get denied, you know, like you won't always get it on the first try, but like stay consistent, you know, exactly. and like it did kind of like mess with my confidence a little bit at some point because I, I was like, I know I'm a model. I know I'm a fitness model. I know I can do this. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I guess that's how I went about that. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Um, you're going to get a lot more no's than yeses. And sure. lately I've been reaching out to more agencies because if I want to be booked more often, you that's just how it works. You have to have multiple agencies in different areas because I also, you know, want to branch out into beauty modeling. But anyways, long story short, a modeling agency, they were like, oh, we had a split decision. We think you have a cool look, but just not the right fit for us. Thanks, but no thanks. And I'm like, all right, thank you. That's motivation. And you're going to wish I was signed to you, period. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, which agency was that? Should I say? Okay. <laughs> Oh, if you if you can if you want to spell the T, if not, it's like uh, Hefner. Let me see. <laughs> Let me look them up. It was Hefner. It's probably no. Hefner Management. They're based out of Seattle. Okay. They said thanks, but no thanks, and I said okay. They really said thanks, but no thanks. Well, I mean, no, not like that. She was very respectful. Okay. Um, the like, fact that we on our head top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, <laughs> the fact that she got back to me was awesome because most agencies won't even contact you back if they're not interested. She was like, it was a split decision. We think you have a cool look, but not exactly the right fit for what our clients are looking for. So keep building your portfolio, basically. And I was like, yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the no's are motivation. Exactly. All right. Next question. What was the signing process like for you? I think we kind of touched on that too. Okay. I think it's a long process when I look back though, in general. Um, uh, I was looking back on my computer and same thing, back when I was 15, year old, 15 years old, I would say that's when the signing process kind of started for me because that's when I wanted to model. Mm -hmm. But it didn't happen until um, I was about 28. Yeah. So the process can be long. Very true. Um, happen overnight just to be signed by an agency. I know it sounds so simple, yeah. but it's about timing and yeah. what clients are looking for. So I would say the full process of, you know, it all working out for me was that long. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, same. Like, I think since I was like maybe 17 or 18, 
you know, always wanted to be a model, knew I could do it, but just didn't have, I didn't know people, I didn't have connections. And like, I didn't know what to do. I just know, you know, oh, I wouldn't say I didn't have connections. And I knew a, a couple of people. Um, but like, I just thought, you know, on such a big spectrum, like I have to do America's Next Time Model, I have to be like signed to Wilhelmina, you know? So okay. it almost seemed like too far-fetched, you know, and not realistic to like who I was. And the model industry is, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say the modeling industry is changing a lot, whereas it was one dimensional at first. You had to be a size zero um, or plus size. And now I feel like they have a diverse range of models and looks. Yeah. So they're willing to take on, um, I guess, people who they typically wouldn't. Exactly. Similar to like how Rihanna has like all these trends and she has like plus size and people with skin disorders and all kind of stuff like it's very it's very open I would say exactly yeah for sure representation matters so exactly representation and like it's so funny like I always thought like similar to you like oh maybe I'm too tall or maybe I'm too sporty or maybe I'm you know just too 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 like can we talk about that (laughs) I said can we talk about that please absolutely but I feel like there's a you know there's space for everybody you know what I mean like there's room literally room for everyone you know, I want to say that's true, but it's it's kind of BS. It Which is, part? but it isn't. Which because part? if you think about it, our height is like the at the limit for yeah. women's um, modeling. Very true. At our height, that's the cutoff. Yeah. And when I go to photo shoots, I'm the tallest one. And they're like, oh my gosh, you're so tall. And I'm like, well, I thought models were tall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like when most people think of models, they think of, you know, tall Amazons like ourselves yeah. and the average model is like probably five, five, eight. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, and they're like super small. Well, I guess it depends on like what division you're in. Like if it's yeah. runway, then they're usually like between size zero to four, you know, or right. like double zero to like size four, you know? I don't fit into none of that shit. <laughs> yeah, and then even like getting into beauty modeling, which I would love to do, I same thing, I think, am I too toned for it? But I shouldn't even have to think about how my figure looks. Okay that type of modeling you know have, have they said anything no they haven't it's just maybe it's my own inner thoughts mm-hmm. but um I really want to break into it and I know I have to con- continue to practice and build my portfolio mm-hmm. but it's something that I still feel like is kind of missing mm-hmm. like even with Rihanna I love how diverse you know her runway shows are and stuff but I don't see any athletes yeah. and if they are they have a huge influence already I'm like, I want to see an athletic built woman who doesn't have 1 million followers, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Nice. Well, we up next, respectfully. <laughs> right. Um, so next question, what is it like working with a modeling agency? Um, you definitely have to have a modeling agency to book the jobs that we book. Mm-hmm. Um, without it, it's just, I don't know if it's possible mm-hmm. um, as far as like the contracts the legal documents um, and negotiating. Mm-hmm. They're there for all of that. And basically all you have to do is show up and do your job. So I think they make it a lot easier to yeah. go into your shoots. Would you be interested in like being union like SAG? Oh, SAG, mm-hmm. absolutely. I did a commercial that was non-union and the pay difference yeah. thing because when yeah. you're union, you only get paid one time. And they've aired this commercial, I don't know how many times. <laughs> union or non-union? I am non-union. No, I'm saying when you're non-union, you get paid once or what? 
Yeah. So you basically get paid one big check or however much they decide to pay you. But I was told that with SAG commercials, yeah, but supposedly you're booked less often. Right. So you don't have as much work. Very true. But in the end, if you're you're getting paid more though, you're getting paid more. So it's kind of like, okay, less work for more money or, (laughs) or more work and less money, you know, but I would love to be union. I feel like where I am now, like I would love to be union, you know, like to get, say you get like a, I auditioned for a Gatorade commercial a couple of weeks ago and it was a scale, but it was, it was union. And like, if I would have booked that commercial, like would have been running everywhere. I would have got residuals, you know, like I want that, you know, like, I feel like I'm at that place where I'm ready for the next step, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're ready to make that bag. <laughs> because Listen, they're putting your face on it. That's what I'm saying. And then even like, you saying, you know, you only get paid one time and they continue to run your commercials. It's like, we should be getting paid for that. Yeah. Um, this was my first commercial and I'm still very proud of it, mm-hmm. but I was so scared. I didn't even know if I was going to make the final cut. And then to see my, this is for tonal. Okay. I've seen that shit everywhere, by the way. Everywhere. No, everywhere. I've seen it everywhere. Like I was, my, my dad actually sent me a video. I think my family was at the house during like Christmas time. And like in the background was your commercial. I said, that's my friend, Erica. That's my friend on the TV. Well, you know, I've seen it literally everywhere. Like on TV, on Instagram ads, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. They, I mean, I'm super happy. Was and- union? It was non-union. I definitely, I was like, she got to be getting residuals. So I'm seeing it too much. Cause this one, I've seen it so much, like literally. Yeah, this is my first individual. Um, so my agency obviously negotiated a certain um, amount. Yeah. For me being in the commercial and my face being shown. Yeah. But I think about how much they show it. I'm like, y'all need to run me some more money. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You should be eating. <laughs> But just to touch on that, that's just part of learning and growing as a model. Yeah. Um, it's just part of learning. Yeah. Um, again, I didn't know my face, I was going to, my face was going to be on the commercial like that. Mm-hmm. So I guess I could have asked for more, but that was also my first commercial. Yeah. So that's the hard part about the modeling industry. It's like, how much should I ask for? Mm-hmm. Um, what's my worth? Yeah. It's kind of like you don't really know until you see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How really feel about you? So, yeah. I don't know. Wait, so did your, your agents negotiated a certain amount or you negotiated? No, my agency. Okay. I didn't know what to ask for. Yeah. You know, that was my first commercial. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I forgot to mention a couple of years ago, I was with a different agency. Mm-hmm. She would send me to castings and I would ask her questions. I'm clueless. This is my yeah. first time going to castings and yeah. she would never respond on time. And I ended up terminating my contract just because I'm like, I can't even communicate with this lady. I don't know what I'm doing as it is. Yeah. So it's been a complete 360 with my current agency. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's really important. Like having agents who are responsive and like, you know, have your best interest at heart, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard stories about people being signed to Wilhelmina and, you know, they're not. Yeah. They treat you like shit. You're not a top client, so they don't care. That's the thing about also being signed to like these big, I call them like D1 agencies, you know, mm-hmm. like the Wilhelminas of the world, the Fords of the world, you know, like, I feel like it's okay. Also too, when you're first starting out, it's okay to sign with a small agency. Like my very first agency was very, very small, 
but I was getting booked for so much work. Like it wasn't like super high paying work, but I promise you I was always working, you know? And like, I actually left that agency to try to sign with a bigger agency in San Francisco. And they ended up wanting to sign me, but like as soon as I signed, I didn't get any work. Right. I should have just stayed where I was at, you know, and just, you know, kept working and building my portfolio. Um, so I think that's important too. Like when you're first starting out, like don't be scared to like go with a smaller agency, you know? I think the only um, positive of being signed to like, I guess a D1 agency is that the bigger clients are going to them first before they're going to ours yeah. or like for my, mine at least. So Nike is never going to my agency and that's just how it is. Um, so sometimes you do, you might have to find an agency who does work with those type of clients mm-hmm. just because like, that's just how that's the name of the game they're going to go for the you know the big agencies because they want they think the best models are within that agency which ain't true right (laughs) but I don't know that's a good point like like you said uh the top clients will go to like these bigger agencies first that's a really good point I didn't even really think about that yeah yeah I was going to touch on something else that was similar to that I hope it comes back to me think about it all right. Anything else? There was something else I was going to add. Was it about agencies? Yeah, it was something about, about agencies. Oh, another thing that I dislike about the modeling industry mm-hmm. is like, if you notice, a lot of top models have an influence. And I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way because influence is great, but mm-hmm. it's like they would rather pick somebody who has 1 million followers just because, you know, I don't want to try to, I don't want to try to downplay anybody or put them down in the process of trying to translate what I'm trying to say, but, Mm -hmm. um, general, in general, let's say a model, you know, an influencer has 300 K followers. I don't know how she got them. Sometimes they're bought, um, or or might be attached to someone who's famous. So (laughs) they're going to find that person just because of who they know. It's close. Would you say? Cloud chasing. Yeah, cloud chasing basically yeah. versus somebody who has a lot of potential. I mean, but I guess that's that's how it works. Marketing works. Um, they want somebody with an influence to be the face of their brand. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, I've definitely been to like our auditions or like even my agents, they ask me like, how many Instagram followers do you have? How many TikTok followers do you have? Like, I don't use TikTok. <laughs> But that's, that's definitely the name of the game. Like they want to know what your social media influence is. Mm-hmm. It makes sense, but like, it's not fair. Yeah. Like it depends what it's for. Mm-hmm. I believe like I had a Nike casting and mm-hmm. same thing. They asked me how many followers I, I had. And I'm like, well, what does that have to do with the work that I'm going to provide you? Yeah. Like if I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. All right. Listen, if you do got 100K followers plus, you better use that to your advantage. (laughs) Use it to your advantage. You know, I was thinking about, this is kind of off topic, but um, in regards to like social media, um, just like the career path I'm wanting to go into, like uh, hosting. I'm like, if I get to a point to where I have like, whether it's 300K, 500K, a million followers on Instagram, I feel like that will help my business. You know, like, I see a lot of girls who already have like these platforms and then they start selling stuff and it blows up. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what I need for my business. You know what I mean? Like I need a, a bigger following and then I'll be able to, you know, 
exactly generate sales get your business going and more people will see you you know what i mean so yeah i think it's a lot harder now too because instagram's starting to like uh what's um shadow ban people who are trying to make it say one more time i feel like instagram's kind of shadow banning people and kind of messing with their engagement yeah their business which yeah sucks exactly especially for us like micro influencers exactly but I've also thought like at the end of the, the day like we don't own Instagram as much as we think we do you know like at the end of the day they're in control you know okay. which also sucks yeah it does but it gives you a platform to put your business out there and but yeah that's why you also have to have your own um, websites and other platforms out there just in case one does does go down exactly and Instagram has gone down you know and like like you said it's important to have your own website and like have people's emails you know what I mean so like your business can continue to run like Instagram shouldn't be the only place like you're selling your merch or you know what I mean doing whatever so sorry not to get off topic (laughs) no it's good it's good it's good all right I think we've gone through all our questions do you have anything else you want to tell the aspiring models of the world uh yeah just keep working hard keep building your portfolio someone's gonna see you someone's gonna love your work you are worthy um believing in yourself um be your biggest cheerleader please be your biggest cheerleader you should be feeling yourself um just because somebody else isn't or an agency says no does not mean that you don't have what it takes um stay motivated um ask, you know, reach out to other models. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, there are a lot of nice women like us out there who are willing to help. So true. yeah, network and keep working hard. Very true. Do you want to um, mention your Instagram handles and your social media? Yeah. So the only social media I use is Instagram. You can follow me at Erica M. Wilson um, on IG. <laughs> And I want to add, um, so stay consistent, you know, like even if you're not booking work, even if you're, you know what I mean? Don't get discouraged, continue to stay consistent, build your portfolio. Like Erica said, um, if you can't pay for portfolio pictures, you can do a trade-off with the different photographers, um, but just stay creative, stay busy and stay encouraged. So I hope you guys enjoyed this first episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to all those aspiring models out there. I hope you were able to take away some gems and apply them to your current lives. You guys can find me on Instagram at I am Haley Fit. My merch is available at HaleyFit.com. Until next time, remember to embody your strongest you.